0: Next on BYU Sports Station, status quo for BYU basketball. St. Mary's still good. BYU still third. What do we know at the conference halfway point?
1: Former BYU head coach Steve Cleveland on if the Cougars can beat St. Mary's if they meet up again.
0: No time to wallow for BYU hoops, even on the officials. Revenge week part two gets the and one treatment. Plus, NFL draft stock rising for a former Cougar. Let's go.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation live on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is January 26th. Great to have you with us wherever and however you're dialed in. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is AO to my Teo, Jerem Jordan. I
1: just want to roll AO and Teo are, are going to perform at halftime tomorrow at the BYU Pacific men's basketball game. This is the song that Cosmo and the Cougarettes danced to that went viral in the fall. The number one moment from the football season, as you recall. They're
0: going to be here tomorrow. Oh, so sad. So much truth in that statement.
1: David Nixon, our colleague here at the Brigham Young University Television Mm -hmm. Station, Mm -hmm. his son Nate is like three or four. He can do the whole dance. I
0: want to see that. Like the whole dance. I want to see that. I know
1: that David's taking him to the game. So I'm excited.
0: (laughs) I'm excited. That's cool they're coming. How old are these kids? How old are they? They sound like they're 16. They look like they're in high school. Yes. Is this our generation's – or sorry – the new generation's version of Crisscross.
1: Cross. I listened to Crisscross Cross the other day. Crisscross <laughs> <laughs> so awesome? Cross was legit, man. Backward overalls. So awesome. Crisscross
0: Cross was legit. Make
1: you jump. Jump, man. Mac Shout out to you. David
0: Almodova of BYU Marketing for making this happen because of Cosmo and everything that went into that. And and then Aaron and They reached out. They reached out them. because athletic marketing and the Cougarettes and Cosmo, like, because they did that. So the effort was put in originally and made them reach out. Where is
1: the musical group that reaches out to BYU, though? Sing it again, Jerem. No.
0: <laughs> Bring on the headlines.
2: It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: I was feeling so good until this. BYU men's basketball loses at 16th-ranked St. Mary's, 75-62. Now I'm just irritated. Again, the Cougars St. Mary's face. Cougars back home tomorrow night to host Pacific at 9 p.m. Eastern live on BYU TV. A vengeance match for the Cougs. I'm sure you all remember Pacific beat the Cougars 67 66 earlier this month.
1: BYU women's basketball beat St. Mary's 63 54 at the Marriott Center last night to seize control of second place in the West Coast Conference. The Cougars were led by a balanced effort from Cassie DeVajere. DeVasure. 22 points. 21 points from Brennan Chase, who's becoming this, uh, you know, DeVasure Jr. Mm-hmm. St. Mary's turned the ball over 22 times, Yay! by the way. So 22, uh, not the stat of the day. The Cougars play <laughs> at Pacific tomorrow, 5 Eastern on the W.TV Women's Hoops. Make sure you lock your
0: doors. 22nd ranked gymnastics at BYU, hosting Air Force tonight in the Smith Fieldhouse at 9 p.m. Eastern. Also live on BYU TV, the Cougars will honor our nation's veterans during the meet. Third straight home meet for guard young squad, and they'll seek a third straight dual meet win. And fifth-ranked men's volleyball
1: plays a pair at sixth-ranked UC Irvine tonight and tomorrow at 10 Eastern. This has been a conference match for a long time. Now it's BYU out of the MPSF and UC Irvine out
2: of the Big West. Rise and shout. Much to discuss. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Status quo.
0: Status quo. BYU loses at St. Mary's by 13 points. The Gales have won 15 straight games. That ties the program best. You know what? Good for you, St. Mary's. (laughs) Good for you. Thank you, Christian.
2: Aw, jeez.
0: The hashtag Landale rules are gaining more and more traction. We'll discuss the officiating of last night's game with former BYU head coach Steve Cleveland. It's going to get hot in Studio B. How much of an impact did the officials really have on the result of the game. I know a lot of you are fired up about it. Jackson yeah, Emery's fired up. About the it. angry social media mob was going <laughs> at each other. BYU on BYU crime last night via Twitter. Holy cow. Listen, let's take a step back and discuss the game. We'll get into the whole official conversation later. For BYU. The official
1: officials conversation. For
0: BYU, Jerem, this was expected. They were a clear underdog in Moraga.
1: Eight and a half point dog. Uh, St. Mary's took care business there. Listen. I know you don't want to talk about the officials. I do right now. <laughs> officials don't lose you a game, okay? The fan base is like, oh, the officials. You don't lose you a game. Not rotating on defense. Not defending a pick and roll well enough. Letting Jock Landale shoot the ball from six feet in every time. Uh, Jock De- Landale making a three. Not going as hard to the rim. Yoli Childs being sick. Missing open shots. Those are things that lose you games, okay? The ofi- how, However... The officials affect the way a game flows. You don't lose a game from the officials, but the okay. When six fouls are called on BYU in the first three minutes of the second half, all of a sudden guys get in foul trouble. All of a sudden, you're playing tentative. You, you you're playing five on eight. You you are playing tentative on offense. You're not going to the rim in the same way because Elijah Bryant's like, I'm not getting calls, so maybe I'll jack up some threes. You're not defending Jock Lando in the same way. By the way, if Yoli Childs wants to draw a, uh, a foul on Jock Lando, he just needs to fall over. These refs will call it. Uh, Yoli Childs, sick, by the way, that revealed after the game. He played a heck of a game sick. Um, I was wondering where he was at, why he was, wasn't going to the rim aggressive. That's the reason, in hindsight. officials fish don't lose you a game, but they certainly affect the flow. I'm interested to get Steve Cleveland's opinion of this. Uh, yeah. Jackson Emery went on a rant about you know the, the fish don't lose you the game. I agree. Jackson Emory also didn't have to play with these refs. Yeah, that's the I, thing. I, I, think I that's appreciate something to keep in mind. I
0: appreciate his opinion. I do as well. But he did not play in the West Coast Conference, and it is different. We have learned things about paying structures, about different conferences with officials. Like it, it, it is what it is.
1: But in the end, BYU didn't make enough shots. They lost the game. They didn't defend well enough. Okay, it's not. I'm not going to remember this game as the officials' game. I'm going to remember this game as. Jock Landale did what he wanted to do again, and BYU lost again, and that brings us to a terrible stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. St. Mary's has won five straight versus BYU. All three last year, two this year, five in a row. Yay! The the, The New Mexico of the West Coast Conference. Remember how they had BYU's number in the Mountain West? Welcome to the West Coast Conference, St. Mary's. How's that going with this group? Now they graduate those three seniors. Will it suddenly be different? That's the hope.
0: Hey, great, Jerem. Thanks for that stat of the day. Now I just want to yeah. punch something. Well, don't punch me, please. Shout out to Colin Neal. The punch, Gales were the preseason favorite. The Gales were the preseason favorite. <laughs> and at the halfway point, the coaches that voted were right. They were right.
1: They were right. We St.
0: Mary's has won at Gonzaga, at BYU. At Pacific, beat BYU again last night. They're in prime position to win the regular season. As for BYU, status quo. Solid team. Third place in the WCC. Maybe you think differently, BYU Sports Nation. If so, answer today's Twitter question. Or if you think the same as us, just answer it.
1: What do you know about this BYU Hoops team? Halfway through West Coast Conference play. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At USU Coug 11. He's
0: making like a... He's becoming the first tweet guy.
1: There's Broncos, Lovers, and USU Cougar 11. We need some people to step it up. We know that this team has already exceeded expectations so far this year, enough so that I'm still holding out hope for some March magic come WCC tourney time.
0: Well, that's the beauty, right? You get to March, doesn't matter what's happened. You get, you get into but the conference tournament. That's
1: pathetic. That's the same thing for Pacific I and know. Santa Clara and San Francisco. I and know. I and. Pepperdine and Portland and
0: or... I listen. I saw more than a few tweets last night during the whole angry mob <laughs> t- on Twitter situation following the game. Yeah, that were referencing. Well, BYU has solidified their place in the NIT. It's all over. They're pacing for that. It doesn't mean they will do that. Exactly. They're. They, pa- I would say it's they likely are pacing for it. Right. But the finality of it is so dramatic. Just stop. They haven't even played Gonzaga yet. They might play Gonzaga three times. Yeah. They haven't played one game against the Zags. So slow your roll on the finality of, oh, book your trip for BYU to the NIT as a sixth seed.
1: I understand why that's there, because there's not been anything shown that tells you otherwise. I get it. right?
0: But it's not final until it's final.
1: What? To answer today's Twitter question, here's what I learned. I learned that BYU, BYU and... Everybody else that's played St. Mary's, they can't guard Jock Landell. Like, I don't have confidence that this BYU team can beat St. Mary's if they meet, him up, meet up with them in Vegas again. Who
0: can beat St. Mary's right now?
1: I Like, I think Gonzaga can beat them. It was down to the wire. St. Mary's made a couple of plays. They in won
0: Spokane.
1: BYU should have got this win in Provo. BYU should have made a play or two down the stretch and beaten this team in Provo, and the rhetoric is different. Instead,
0: Gonzaga fans are saying the same thing.
1: Right. But in, in Gonzaga is going to – to me, Gonzaga is still going to win in Vegas. Now, they might not win the regular season like I thought. We'll see. I, he, so here's what I, I learned. I learned that BYU is a really good defensive team, plays good – I learned that St. Mary's is clearly the best team in the West Coast Conference. I've changed my idea on that, that it's not Gonzaga. Through the first nine, hey, St. Mary's, hats, hats off, man. Also, I, yeah, I've lost a little confidence in thinking that BYU can beat this team in Vegas. St. Mary's, that is. I just think it's a really tough matchup for a lot of people. And BYU has played it well for the most part. But down the stretch, St. Mary's has blown this open in both those games.
0: (sighs) Sigh. What have I learned? Well, I've learned that BYU is exactly the team that we thought they were in terms of where they sit in conference. We thought BYU would be the third best team in the West Coast Conference. Nothing's really changed. At the halfway point. Yeah. They are, right? They, they're they still there. Albeit, I think they're a better version of the third-place team compared to where they were last year because of totally. yeah. numbers and statistics and all of that you stuff. You guys the number one defensive team in WCC play? Awesome. What? Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Okay. But they're still in third. That, that's, that's the number one thing I've learned. They are who we thought they were. Okay? The only thing BYU lost last night was any realistic shot at competing for a regular season title in the West Coast Conference.
1: Yeah, that's over. Three wins.
0: You're not, no. You're that's not, what BYU lost. Three lost. Right? The winner of the West Coast Conference is not going to lose three games. Two games with Gonzaga ahead, maybe a third at the Cougars and Zags meet in Vegas. Opportunities are there for notable wins. They're still there. So the finality of BYU Losing at St. Mary's means that they are nit bound and have no shot to do anything of note. The rest of the season is just dramatic. So slow down. But BYU would need dramatic wins. Is a home win against Gonzaga dramatic? Yes, they're ranked. Yes, that's not dramatic.
1: Yes, they're ranked.
0: Not considering what BYU has done against Gonzaga in the recent past.
1: Not in Provo. It's like it's been a it's been a miracle to win in Spokane the last three. It's just been unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Unbelievable! yes, but is a better version of the team. Gonzaga's not as good as they were last BYU's year. BYU's not a better option. So would it be either. a miracle this year if BYU beat Gonzaga? Uh, yeah, they're ranked. That would be A, a miracle? It
1: would be a tremendous so win. So
0: dramatic.
1: It would be a tremendous win if BYU beat Gonzaga. Now, at home, I think BYU's got a shot at almost anybody, like the crowd. Exactly,
0: the so it's not a miracle. Right.
1: But acknowledge what Gonzaga is, the national runner-up. The the king of the league, Good. a ranked team. No, not that would the king would of all the league league awesome.
0: right now. Not the king of the league right now.
1: They're the king of the league until they're no. Dethroned. I disagree. They, they lost.
0: They... they lost to St. Mary's in Spokane.
1: They lost. They're one game back of St. Mary's, and you've dethroned Gonzaga. Yes, how they're quickly gonna, they're you gonna forget. Be, they're going to be who two. runs the league? Who's the commission of the league? It's not. Lynn Holzman was the commish. No, no, no. It's Mark Few. It's Gonzaga. They run things here. St. Mary's lost is the best team. One team game in, the in Spokane, Saint, and you've dethroned St. Mary's is the
0: best team in the league, Jerem straight up, they've proven it. Halfway through, let's
1: talk in March in Vegas and see okay. all those Gonzaga all right, mark fans it and down. what they have to say mark about it. it. Down. Oh my gosh.
0: Mark it down.
1: Gonzaga's the king. Steve Cleveland's going to validate me in a moment.
0: I don't think he is. He's also <laughs> going to talk about the West Coast Conference officials.
2: Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU
0: Sports Nation simulcast on a Friday on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Conversation is pumping right now on Twitter. We're going to get that angry Twitter mob going again. Follow it at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUS. We can't
1: do anything to irk them <laughs> to that same degree. There's no way. Hey, tomorrow night, the Cougars host Pacific at home at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. The Tigers are the Cougars' only non-St. Zaga loss. So, BYU trying to get some revenge tomorrow night.
0: Hey, thanks for bringing that up, man. Information. Yeah, I know. What do we know about this BYU basketball team halfway through West Coast Conference play? At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 with this tweet. BYU is good enough to do some real damage in the West Coast Conference, but they just can't seem to pull it off. There's still time to figure it out this year, but it has to be soon. Like maybe a week from tomorrow against Gonzaga? Consistency is key. Next year should be exciting. No,
1: no, 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 no. We are not moving on until next year. We're halfway through league
0: play. Give me a break. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you for letting the games play out this season. Let's. Play the games this season. Yes. yes. Thank we're you. We're halfway through. Thank you for that. And also a thank you to the man who is joining us in Studio B on a... We got
1: a lot of questions. Hot for take Friday. We got a lot of questions.
0: Former BYU basketball coach Steve Cleveland with us, college basketball analyst coach. Great to have you Hello, here. Steve. Good to be with you. Uh, let's start with the Twitter question. a well, nice, easy, smooth right. start to this interview before it gets really Burying interesting. Bearing the lead here. <laughs> what do we know <laughs> about BYU basketball at the midway point of West Coast Conference play? I think we know that they have a system in in
3: place and they're committed to it and night in and night out, they're trying to execute it. I think a year ago, we weren't sure about that. So I think that's growth and, and improvement. I think we know that Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs have been amazing this year and game in and gay out. They, they've done the things that they need to do. Uh, I think we know that TJ Haas is back. Uh, I, I think he's ready to really make a contribution the second half of the season. But uh, I think most of all is that they just seem to all be in. I mean, this is a very together group. There seems to be great harmony and unity, and they they play like that. They make mistakes. They miss shots. Those things are going to happen. But this, this team is together.
1: Officials don't lose you a game, but I believe they affect the flow and then how aggressive and how you defend and how you get to the rim or whatever. So what are your thoughts on that? Because the fan base is um, – there was a lot of discussion last night on, on Twitter, especially about officiating.
3: Well, for, first of all, you look at the statistics when the game's over and see that there were very few fouls called, there were very few free throws. Season shot. low
1: twelve yeah. by a BYU opponent, by the so way. So in
3: most games, at high level games, NC two A tournament games, conference tournament games, officials kind of take a backseat to the game, and that's how it always is. One of the biggest adjustments for one of my first teams when we went to the NC two A tournament and we played Cincinnati who was a former national champion, we could not believe what didn't get called everywhere. And it was like, you have to adjust. What They're just going to let us play. And that's what happens in games like this. I'm not sure that group was a Final Four group. But at the end of the day, I'm talking, speaking about the officials. But at the end of the day, St. Mary's is really, really good about being up and straight and vertical and doing all the things that a lot of teams and players get called fouls for. What they do with the lower extremities of their body, their legs, their feet, you know, they're always moving and getting people off balance. So give credit to St. Mary's, but uh, there were some really critical calls at the end of that game that impacted not necessarily the score who won, but the momentum that BYU could have had if they got to the free throw line. Does Jock Landale receive preferential treatment from officials, in your opinion? You know what? I don't think so. Uh, Here's the deal. He's a star. And he's a star of this league. He, he's a guy that uh, he's smart. He doesn't do dumb things with his hands and try to block shots. In fact, he seldom ever blocks shots. I mean, he's just, he puts a big chest up and gets a big body. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I think that officials don't go into No officials going into anything think, hey, we're going to take care of this guy. I, I don't believe that happens. Does he get some calls at times? Yes, because he's involved in so many plays on the floor that it just appears that he's getting more. But he's, he's a difference maker. And uh, he made a difference last night, and he's the reason St. Mary's won that game.
1: BYU potentially could match up with St. Mary's again in Las Vegas. How confident are you that they could match up with this team better and beat this team in Vegas? Because the the two games that I've seen, I don't have confidence that BYU can slow down Jock Lando right now.
3: Well, they may change the, the defensive approach, the plan. The plan so far has worked really, really well. You know, last night they made an adjustment. The first six minutes, last six minutes – that when Landell would bring the ball down and, and all of a sudden he put it on the floor, somebody came at him hard. Okay? So that's te- you, know, you come down and you cover down on a big on the bounce. You can't, come, you can't cover down on Landell when he has the ball up here because he's just too good a passer. It worked. It didn't work long term. I think you continue to do that defending him. Maybe you throw some hard doubles. When you, the next time they play them, if they do, it'll be in a neutral site. I would test to see if they can make threes outside of that building mm. and come hard and double and make someone else beat them. You, you play somebody a third time, let's make someone else beat them. But the, the game plan is not that far off. I mean, they were in the game. The uh, first six minutes were great. The last six minutes of the first half were good. The beginning of the second half, they just couldn't carry that momentum. And St. Mary's did hit some threes in this game, which you would expect because they were playing at home.
0: St. Mary's did struggle from the three-point line in Provo until critical moments late in overtime. So, yeah, there is that factor. It's the great equalizer, especially on a neutral floor. Okay, now to the question that Jeremy and I were discussing before the break in terms of who the best team in the West Coast Conference is right now. St. Mary's, unbeaten, nine games in. They've climbed back into the rankings. They have a National Player of the Year candidate, Gonzaga, Steady, Eddie. I mean, they lost head-to-head, however, at home against St. Mary's. So where do you stand on this debate? Because I know you love Gonzaga, too. St. Mary's
3: today is the best team in this conference, okay? I agree with that. Yeah. And I I hate to agree with Jerem. Why? (laughs) (laughs) But I do concur with what he's sharing, is that until I see BYU play Gonzaga, and, and I'll have I'll form a more solid opinion, but I still think Gonzaga is the team to beat in this tournament. I still believe that certainly St. Mary's is one-up. Uh, having them at home is a huge advantage. But I, I still could see Gonzaga getting a piece of this championship and actually winning this tournament. They're athletic. They're getting better. They've got younger guys, too, that are getting better and better. And they weren't younger guys that weren't talented. They were younger guys that were very talented, and all they lacked was experience at this level with the lights on. So – Uh, Until until they play BYU, I'll just hold my opinion on that. But I do like Gonzaga, and and I do like them in the tournament because they've just done it year in and year out, and there's that kind of confidence.
1: I call the West Coast Conference Tournament the Gonzaga Invitational. Like It's unbelievable how many fans show up there on their spring break, and they just dominate, and, and they win it. I mean, St. Mary's won it once the last, I don't know, or twice the last ten years or something. We'll see how that plays out. Now BYU's lost to St. Mary's twice, so they have to get Gonzaga at least once, right? Right. Spokane, Provo. I, you you ta- you'd ta- think ta- that in Provo you have a better shot? But they won three in a row. Up
3: if there. you're talking about an at-large bid, okay, that's probably uh, we're not we're not having that conversation right now. Unless they sweep Gonzaga and get to the finals, I mean, some things would have to happen. All right. But to get to be where they want to be and continue to get confidence in how they're playing, they they need to beat Gonzaga. They need to beat them there. They need to beat them here. You know, but they need to beat them. You they'll, think both or just uh, No, I don't. Get? I think they'll split. But I, I th- maybe once in I, Vegas. Yes, and, and but they they've got to be prepared to beat them in Vegas. This team, this BYU team, is as prepared to win that tournament as they have been in the six or seven years they've been in the WC. This is the most prepared they've been, and it may not be the most talented team they've had, but they're the most prepared to win the tournament of all the teams that Coach Rose has had while he's been in the WC. Why is that? That's my opinion. Why is that? Because how they're playing. Because how they're playing. And when, when they've played with pace... And, and, and you shoot it quick, there's more possessions and there's more likelihood for not-so-good things to happen. Here they're controlling the mistakes. They're, they've got an inside presence. In Elijah Bryant, they have a special player. T.J. Haas, I believe, is a special player. I think he's going to play his best basketball the second half of the season. They finally have a point guard that can actually stop the dribble and Penetration, they haven't had that here. In what why, in, in W yeah, in hard net, they haven't had that, so you know they don't have the depth. Uh, certainly Dalton Nixon a, m- a month from now will be better. The one thing they don't have is a lot of depth, but I think they're the most prepared in terms of how they play and what
0: they're doing and how they're executing. What do you think of BYU's performance last night? Let's let's focus in on. What you liked about what BYU did at St. Mary's last night, Coach?
3: I loved how they started. I mean, they went right at it. I mean, uh, they they, went, they created turnovers. They took good shots. They played with aggression. And then I thought in the middle of that game, they got a little bit passive. I thought Elijah got a little bit of pass. Elijah sometimes I don't think realizes what an impactful player he is on this team. And he's got to have his hands on the ball, especially when Yoli's in foul trouble. He's kind of has to be the guy, whether it's penetrating or posting. In the last six minutes, when Yoli goes to the bench, BYU plays inspired basketball. They get stops. They go on a 7-2 run. They come out of the second half, and they're the aggressor, and they jump right on St. Mary's that first two or three minutes. And, And then, of course, the experience and the maturity of St. Mary's. Let's get back to who we are. And then I, and I just thought that at the end of the game, it was about a 22-11 run the last seven and a half, eight minutes, that uh, they just kind of lost their composure. They didn't get some calls that they deserved. They let that impact them a little bit, kind of get their heads down. And by that time, now the crowd's going, and St. Mary's has all the confidence and finishes it.
1: Is there a point where you wave a white flag to a degree and you go, you know what, St. Mary's has these seniors. Be ready in have any. they're 16th, ranked 16th. It's on the road. Jock Landale is one of the best players, not just in the league, in the country, and you go, they're probably going to win this game. We'd like it to be closer, but winning it, that's going to be tough. Or is it, you know what, there are things BYU can do and will do in Vegas to put themselves in a better position. You never,
3: ever, ever stop believing you can beat them. Never. That coaching staff hasn't given up on be- beating them in Vegas. Those players haven't given up on that. Yes, they've had a couple of tough losses, and the history would say that St. Mary's kind of had BYU's number. But there is no way that coaching staff or those players have given up on beating that team. They've been too close twice. No, no, no. They, they, they believe they can beat them. A year from now, th- th- this league will look different. It, it'll be a Gonzaga BYU. I believe that BYU over the next two years will replace St. Mary's, even though St. Mary's will be well-coached and will have good teams. But the talent of BYU, the talent of, Saint, of Gonzaga that's youth, young, youthful, uh, I, I think BYU takes the next step up. And I, now all of a sudden, it's Gonzaga and BYU that are competing for championships. Not that St. Mary's won't be involved, but the numbers, the, the youth, the experience, the talent, all says that
0: there's going to be a pendulum swing here. Personally, I want BYU— to have the opportunity to face St. Mary's in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament because playing Gonzaga in Las Vegas is has proven pretty much impossible, even, right?
1: Even for St. Mary's at times. And that would mean, because is likely sliding in at three, that St. Mary's would have to be the two seed. Right,
0: so who should BYU fans be rooting for to win the regular season and have that number one seed and the two seed? Without ever seeing Gonzaga,
3: but just going with history, a history lesson, I won't
0: play St. Mary's again. In
1: the
3: semis. In the semis. On Monday. I want to play St. Mary's. I want another chance to beat them, and I know that uh, they're really good, and they may tie for the championship. But who knows what'll end up happening? You look. I mean, they barely they beat UOP in the last thirty seconds last week. I don't see Gonzaga with any real close games other than through playing BYU or uh, playing St. Mary's. So St. Mary's is not out of the woods. They could go to San Diego. They could go somewhere and have a hiccup. Landale. Gets in foul trouble. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe. Impossible. Or, or, or not impossible. <laughs> I thought, well, I'll tell you, when, when NAR went down, if he doesn't play the rest of that game, because my first thought was, he doesn't play, BYU wins this game. Yes. And somehow he miraculously got himself healthy enough to play. But injuries are part of this. Foul trouble is part of this. And so it could have very easily been different last night. NAR's done for the game, can't play, and, and BYU goes. So sometimes you get a break here or there. But I'd still rather play St. Mary's. I want, I, if I was those young men and that coaching staff, let's play them again. Now, they can, they're, they're the hardest team to play because there's way more possessions with Gonzaga. But Gonzaga in that tournament is a handful. And, and those athletes and that experience, mm. I'm not sure you want that.
1: Gonzaga's beating teams in league by 24. St. Mary's, it's 14. It's just like wild. But St. Mary's got the head to head. So they're the, in minor league baseball, you crown a first half champ and a second-half champ, and those teams end up going to the playoffs. First-half champ, St. Mary's, congratulations. Yeah, are the champions of the first half, St. Mary's. Hey, let's
0: not forget that BYU doesn't have much time to wallow in their misery, if you will. They've they got to come back and play a team that beat them this year already,
3: Pacific. Well, and, and Pacific is athletic. They're strong. They play north-south. They put pressure on you defensively. They have nothing to lose. Uh, they, they lose uh, the, other, the other night to, to San Diego, not to San Diego, but to St. Mary's and, in a game that they had won. So they're not going to come in here thinking that they don't have a chance to beat BYU. So BYU, the last thing they want to do is feel sorry for themselves for a moment because – and I don't think they will just – <laughs> there's a revenge factor here. They know that against uh, – uh, ULP that they're, they're going to play someone that's tough, that's not going to back down from them. And, and Tripp and Reynolds, and they had four players last night in double figures in their two-point loss at San Francisco. They can hit, take it off the bounce, and sometimes BYU struggles with guards that can put it on the floor and create on their own.
1: I fully expect BYU to bounce ba- back in this one. One, because BYU doesn't lose both non-Saint Zaggar games, typically, to these teams. If they lose one, they, they bounce back at home. And at home, BYU's going to they're going to come out firing it. You know
3: what? Damon Sattermeyer, if you had a f- first and second half coach of the year, he's, he's my f- coach of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they win four games last year. They're already 5-4, and, and and they were 4-14 four and 14 in the league last year. Yeah. I mean, he – and he loses uh, bowls to goes to Fresno State, who was his leading scorer, 13 points a game. Fresno State, woof. And, yeah. yeah but, and, he's playing, and he's playing well there. You know, he's having a good year for Fresno, who's got a really good team. But to lose that piece – and then come back through recruiting and just getting better and already be five and four and doing it and, and having good wins over San Diego and BYU and almost upsetting St. Mary's. He's my first half coach
0: of the year. Yeah, if he, okay. If he keeps it up, if he keeps it up, he's not gonna be a Pacific much longer. Yeah. True,
1: true. Yeah, get out of Stockton, buddy. Uh the, the okay.
0: Are we doing our first half awards? Twenty
1: seconds, first half awards. Uh first half champ, St. 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 Mary's. Mary's MVP, player of the year. Jock Landale. Player, Jock Landale, coach. Damon Sotomayor?
3: Damon Sotomayor. Damon Sotomayor. (laughs) Defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. (laughs) I might have given that to Lamont Smith. Had they beat Portland at home? Yes. Okay, but when they didn't beat Portland at they'd home, they'd be six and three tied with the Exactly. And, and, and yeah. so, uh, when I, Edge is going to have to go
0: to, to Mr. Ademir. Most think, improved, Yoli Childs. I think Yoli Childs Elijah might be the defensive player of the year because he's been so effective with the block, yeah. the steal. Yeah. Like he's he's been good. Yeah.
1: We just I mean. handing out all these awards, well, man. And, How you know, about that?
3: If you take best all-round player, it's it's Elijah. It, it, Elijah Bryant. It's Elijah Bryant. I yeah. mean, you look with the. 50, 40, 50, or whatever those That's numbers amazing. are. That's amazing. He's one of two players I mean, in
1: college basketball. That's incredible. That's, That's and They talked about
3: that last night in the game a little bit. Should have talked more about it. That just seldom ever happens. So what a year he's having. But he he needs to be ever-present in the games when everybody else is struggling. He's got to carry this team. You know, He has the ball in his hands. He can do so many more things. It's harder for post players who depend on passes. But Elijah Bryant in those kind of games needs to take over.
1: And MVP, the refs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we already gave it to Jock Landale. Right. He's, he's player or are the, he's refs player MVP, are the ref's part of him. MVP. The ref's part of that. The value of the ref is No whining. Coach, <laughs> fantastic stuff. Thanks, Steve. Good to be with you. We appreciate you being here. Yeah. We always look forward to <laughs> the this.
1: The WCC Mid-Year Awards. Who, know? Who knew we were going to bust <laughs> that out?
0: And coming up, will BYU exact
1: revenge on Pacific? The entire ocean.
0: Are you more confident in BYU's WCC tournament chances at this point of the season, given how things have played out? plus the latest WCC Player of the Year Power Pole. This will is the, BYU Sports Nation. so the refs be on top of that? <laughs> Our Friday, BYU Sports Nation continues live from Provo, Utah. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. This is the studio bizzle. We're on demand anytime, anywhere.
1: Man, this has been one of my favorite shows so far. Uh, 22nd rate gymnastics. They're really good, man. They take on Air Force tonight. The Smithfield House at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. If you haven't seen them compete, they're, they're tremendously talented. And this is the best team Guard Young has produced at BYU.
0: And they're really young. That's what's exciting about it. Every time I talk to him, he's like, hey, you like it? It's just going to get better because I've got more and more talent. In his words, gymnast knocking down the door to get into the program. That's pretty cool.
1: Well, that independent money is replacing that door. <laughs> <laughs> you had to take it there. WCC money.
0: Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Uh, we've talked a lot about it. Maybe you missed it. If you did, BYU men's basketball lost at 16th-ranked St. Mary's 75-62 last night. We have said a lot on the matter. You should download the podcast for anything you missed, including our conversation with Steve Cleveland. Oh, awesome. It was outstanding vengeance match for the Cougs against Pacific Tomorrow night, live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern.
1: Women's Hoops took care of business with a 63-54 win in the Marriott Center last night. Cougars in sole possession of second now. BYU led by Cassie Tavashurais. 22 points and 21 points from the emerging baller, Brenna Chase. Cougars play at Pacific tomorrow, 5 Eastern on the W. In about 10
0: hours and change, as we just mentioned, 22nd ranked Gymnastics will host Air Force in the Smithfield House. You can watch all of that. Live on BYU TV, join myself and Mikkel Merkley, who is a really fun personality, and she dropped a holy moly during her routine last week, which was the highlight of the meet. Yeah.
1: what is she, 68? And fifth-ranked men's volleyball plays a pair at sixth-ranked UC Irvine tonight and tomorrow at 10 Eastern. This has been a conference match for a long time. Now it's an important non-conference match for the Cougars against the Anteaters.
0: Uh, going back to the Holy Moly thing, mm-hmm. we've had two of our broadcasters drop, uh, respectively, Holy Yoli and Holy Moly. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's the next one, Jerem? You need to work on that. You need to fit it into a volleyball broadcast. Holy
1: cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> like hey! The, like the great Chris, uh, Chris Farley sketch with that. Ravioli, holy cannoli.
0: <sighs> I miss Chris Farley. I do, too. I miss that dude. Rip. Uh, it's time, Jerem. Are you ready? Yeah. For the latest edition of the West Coast Conference player of the Air power poll,
2: Spencer Linton's WCC player power rankings. Now, are the refs eligible for this ranking? That's
0: no. I seriously considered it last night. <laughs> putting the refs? Well, no, just putting forward the officials. Putting Jock Landell featuring WCC refs,
1: <laughs> like they're <laughs> rapping in his song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should We're still be on bitter, the table bitter much all right five through one then we'll discuss at number five jerem gonzaga player in parentheses any of them <laughs> could be one of five guys they have six that average double figures killian tilly 27 yeah, he's, last he's night. he's the flavor of the day right killian tilly he scored 27 points last night another dominant performance uh who is it? Uh, Rui Hachimura. Hachimura. Uh, i sorry, I have to say it because of I speak Korean. Um, he's Japanese. I know, but still, you say it a certain Rui way. Rui Hachimura. Yeah. Hure Hachimura. Uh, Josh Perkins. Who else is mean? on your list? Okay, so th- that's Gonzaga. That's five. Part. Emmett Nahr. Elijah Bryant at number three. I had, okay. okay. Yoli Child still at number two. And people were like, hey, we didn't show up last night. He had the flu. And he still played...
1: He did he had a good flu game. It's not like a Jordan flu game. It's yes.
0: Flu game. He had a good flu game. Yeah. And number one, Jock Landale.
1: It's this thing's over, by the way.
0: He is the player of the year. This thing is over, dude. He's the player but, of the year.
1: <sighs> it's not over. Like he's still got to play. He's, if he got injured or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Knock on wood. You don't want anyone to get injured. Jock Landale was lights out the best player in this league, man. Okay, why is M R not higher than four on this list for you?
0: Because he isn't the best. He's not a better individual player. He's not a better player overall than Elijah Bryant and Yoli Child.
1: I agree with you. It, it, it's a it's a question of what you value, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is super valuable to his team, and they need him to be great. But it's not MVP. Exactly. It,
1: what did we decide? Did we decide that the criteria was mostly like best player, just not best. value? Are you
0: the best player?
1: Yes. Overall, He's, it's easier to gauge who's the best versus the value. The best player in the NBA is LeBron James. Who are you but drafting? But it's called the MVP.
0: Who are you drafting? Yeah. Who are you taking? WCC you
1: know? draft. It's like clearly Jock Landale. Yeah,
0: you're going to take Jock Landale number one if you're playing and WCC basketball. And then your second is
1: probably NAR if you can get him with Landale. Can you imagine Yoli Childs and Emmett NAR on a pick and roll? That would be pretty good, right?
0: Well, yeah. Anybody in Emmett NAR on a pick and roll. Emm- if you have any competent big man with Emmett NAR then it's going to be a good combination. How about T.J. Haas literally turning the ankle of Eminar? Yeah, for a minute I was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did he actually just break his ankle?
1: I thought he might have. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh, dude. but Because I, that I was wondered. a nasty turn of the ankle.
1: He did not sprain it. He would not have been able to play if he sprained it. But he turned it pretty hard. And that does not feel good. I, I've, I've, I've done that. It's like hard to walk around, let alone play. I'm interested to see what MNR does tomorrow in St. Mary's game.
0: All right, to recap, Gonzaga player, number five, Emmett Nahr, Elijah Bryant, Yoli Childs, Jock Landale, number one, again at the top of the poll. How confident are we in BYU's chances to win the West Coast Conference Tournament? Maybe if they play St. Mary's in the semis and can somehow sneak in, right?
1: That'd be awesome. Coming up, Jimmer gets buckets and a bucket of chicken.
0: What in the world does that mean? Also, Saturday's Pacific at BYU again gets the and one treatment. And by rule, we have to recap our picks from Moraga. Yay! Yeah, I'm especially excited.
2: It's presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights, including tonight... On BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to a rebroadcast of the show on BYU Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern.
1: Tomorrow night, Men's Hoops host Pacific. This is one the only non St. Zaga loss for BYU in league. It's at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Ao and Tao are performing in
0: halftime their song Rolex. I just wanna roly, roly, roly. Yep. Yeah. That's they, all I know. Shout out to I'm David gonna... Almondova, BYU Athletic Marketing. Uh, The
1: Cougarettes and Cosmo performing with them. Pretty cool. That's that's awesome. That'd be awesome. That's pretty fantastic.
0: What do we know about this BYU men's basketball team halfway through West Coast Conference play? On the Twitter machine is at Cosmo underscore duh underscore Cougar. As sad as some of the losses have been, it's a heck of a lot more satisfying to watch than BYU football in 2017. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Besides... They're still below average for non-St. Zaga losses. All is swell. They averaged 2.8 non-St. Zaga losses. They had uno There's in, the first, a in, in the first nine games. So if they have two, is that a win? <laughs> I I don't know. I I think we just want it to be one, right? We
1: want it to be no more. No more. Goodness.
0: Okay, time to review and preview with the and-one treatment.
2: Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation.
0: All right. We love this segment. If you're new to the program, here's how we do it. Two predictions for each BYU men's basketball game. The first pick is worth two points. The second is worth one, like two plus one, an old school three-point play. To recap first, I went with a two-pointer last night. That BYU would be within six points at halftime. They got got down by 10, and I started to get really worried with a few minutes to play in the first half, but the Cougars, they saved me there, down just three and a half. So I got the two-pointer. And my and one, TJ Haas would outscore Calvin Hermanson. Swish! TJ Haas led BYU with 15 points. Um, So yay for the and one, but... When your leading score for BYU has 15 against St. Mary's, that's typically not a good thing.
1: Not good. Okay, I said my two-pointer. Elijah Bryant will be BYU's leading scorer. Oh no! That's right, Greg. Uh, TJ led with 15, as you mentioned. Eli at 13. Be more aggressive, EB and J. And my one-pointer. Jock Lando will have two first-half fouls. This was the stupidest pick I've ever had <laughs> in the four <laughs> years of this show. I'm a friggin' idiot. <laughs> And now I'm behind by five points. <laughs> I thought that the refs would call two fouls on Jock Lando. That was stupid. Oh. I get paid to do this? <laughs> All
0: right. Score 13 points for me, eight for Jerem going into the Pacific game. Okay. My two-pointer for Saturday night's game, live on BYU TV 9 Eastern. Pacific will score 66 points or less. Pacific averages 70 in conference. BYU giving up 62 in conference. Tiger scored 67 against BYU in a week. Okay, that's a good number.
1: Give us some of that and one.
0: BYU will hold Jalil Tripp to 10 points or less. He scored 22 against BYU in Stockton. Averages 13 a game in conference. Yeah, okay,
1: you're bringing it, man. You're bringing it. My two pointer. BYU will have three players score 11 plus. Okay. I didn't I didn't say double figure. I go 11 specific. Okay. 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 And a one pointer. Hold the whistle and one. 18. I love it. There's different versions of that. Good thing we recorded all this. A team will shoot 23 plus free throws. This is random. This is Prop Betty ish Pacific. Yes. Averages 22.3 a game. That's number one in the league. Okay. BYU 21.1. So someone's going to shoot 20. Someone goes 23
0: plus. 23 plus. And that's going to go right down to the wire, too. Yeah. That's what makes it so fun. Like a foul gets called with a minute 12 left. The game is totally out of, like, it's determined. But you and I, I need on some press points, row man. staring at each other like, "Oh, oh." I'm
1: 5 points back. I need some.
0: <laughs> 13 to 8 at this juncture of the season. Oh, I'm so happy to have the whistles back on the desk for this I'll segment. Remind everyone I going for two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not done. We're not done, man. We got we have some more to discuss. This is a big weekend. Let's go. Let's it's go. A big weekend for BYU Athletics and that takes us to what's the chance?
2: BYU Sports Nation asks, "What's the chance?"
0: Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. I feel like we need some Ben Bagley in on this show.
2: Benji? I promise not to go do what you guys did and try to sing Ao and Teo. Not a good look for you guys, sorry. Okay. Glad you're not performing at halftime, just so.
0: Wow, that's mean. Uh, what else do you have? <laughs>
2: hey, maybe we should not invite Ben back <laughs> on. <off. laughs> Anytime, guys. <laughs> for you. To be here all week. Hey, number one, what's the chance BYU gets a third shot at St. Mary's this season? 75%.
0: Wow. Of course you would say that. I think BYU's going to see in Vegas. You're You're letting your Gonzaga fanboy show. Oh, I love Gonzaga. Go Zags
1: and they don't play BYU, man.
0: Uh, I'm going to say 40% chance BYU gets a third shot at St. Mary's this year. Because they're in the driver's seat right now. And I think BYU's going to beat Gonzaga. That's the thing. If, that BYU beat, if BYU beats Gonzaga, that makes it that much harder for the Zags to be the number one seed going into Vegas. And if they're the number one seed going into Vegas.
1: That'll come down to the, the last Saturday in league play, by the way.
0: Like, if St. Mary's is the number one seed in Vegas, ugh, bad news for BYU. It's bad news for you gotta BYU. You got to
2: play Gonzaga in assembly. Next. What's the chance BYU wins at least seven of their last nine games?
1: I'll go, like, 70% on this because a non-St. Zaga loss traditionally has happened. BYU's playing tremendous defense, and maybe they can avoid it. Uh, At San Diego, at Pepperdine, that is a tough swing post-Valentine's Day.
0: 100% for me. Straight up, BYU will win at least seven of the last nine games. I feel strongly that they will finish with – at least 13 wins in league, at least 13 and five. And, to, five and to do that, they've got to go seven and two. They have to go seven and two to be 13 and five. And I think that they will do that. 100%. Next.
2: There it is. There's the Spencer Linton we've been waiting for. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a while. Hey, what's the chance? Fred Warner is drafted in this year's NFL draft.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. He, He'll be drafted. He's listed as the ninth best linebacker available in the NFL draft right now. Well, inside linebacker. According Which to. Which is weird
1: because he didn't play inside linebacker. Uh, Todd McShay of ESPN. Separate topic, but yeah, 100%. Fred Warner will be drafted. He's
0: man. going to be drafted, most likely in the fourth or fifth round. He'll be the
1: only BYU guy drafted as well.
0: Maybe. I mean, I hope it's higher, but I'm thinking it's going to be the fourth or fifth round. He's going to get drafted. Amen. Yeah. He's rising. His stock is rising right now at the Senior Bowl practices. and in Like a loaf of, a of bread with good yeast. Like, he will be drafted. I saw something cool yesterday. A lot of you did, I'm sure. Via social media, Bronco Mendenhall. I remember him. Tweeted out a picture of he and Fred Warner at the Senior Bowl festivities yeah. at the practice Look and said that. the following It was also great to catch up with Fred Warner, who I coached at BYU. Very proud to have five former players in the Senior Bowl. Fun to see them all. Love all of them. Hello. he's back.
1: T- tender. <laughs> <laughs> hey, coming up, fifth ranked men's volleyball looks to extend. Four game win streak, five game win streak tonight.
0: That's going to happen. And speaking of Fred Warner, he's working to improve his NFL draft stock. How can you be involved and watch him do that this weekend?
2: Right. You like races? I do. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most.
0: To today's guest, Steve Cleveland. He was fantastic. Also, Jeremy, I'd like to officially welcome you to my camp and the St. Mary's face in vitriol. Of
1: you, yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else, <laughs> no. so I was going to skip it. If, if you missed any of today's <laughs> show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it.
2: <laughs> it's time for the Cougar
1: Around. Men's basketball. Lost to St. Mary's, the ranked 16th, 75-62 last night in Moraga to the fighting St. Landale Kangaroos. The Cougars back home tomorrow to play Pacific, 9 Eastern time, live on Brigham Young University Television.
2: Women's basketball.
0: Beat St. Mary's, 63-54 at the Marriott Center, seizing control of second place in the West Coast Conference. The Cougars play at Pacific tomorrow, 5 Eastern, on the W.TV.
1: Gymnastics. It's ranked 22nd. They host Air Force tonight, 9 Eastern Time, on BYU TV. The Cougars will honor our nation's veterans during the meet.
0: Volleyball. Fifth ranked BYU plays a pair of matches at sixth ranked UC Irvine. Vengeance match for 2013. Tonight and tomorrow at 10 Eastern. Is that right, Jeremy? Tennis.
1: Yes. (laughs) The women's team hosts Weber State at 1 Eastern last season. The Cougars swept Weber State 7-0. The men's team plays at San Diego State. What's up, the show? Tomorrow at 7 Eastern. The men's team, it's 4 oh man. Yeah.
0: Track and field. Why don't we have the tennis rankings going yet? They're somewhere in the top 150, 40, right? 45th <laughs> Some Cougars are in New York City with track and field to compete New in York the New York City? Dr. Sander Invitational and Columbus Challenge at the Armory Track today and tomorrow. Good luck. Dr. Taylor Sander? Cougars in
1: the NFL. Red Warner plays in the Senior Bowl tomorrow at 12.30 Eastern on NFL Network.
0: Watch I will it. watch. You should too.
2: Cougars in the Association.
0: Kyle Collinsworth and the Dallas Mavericks take on the Portland Trailblazers tonight CD. at 8.30 Eastern. Good luck, Casey. Cougars in the PGA.
1: Zach Blair is currently tied for 128th at three over through three holes in the second round of the Farmers Insurance Open presented by you.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. And you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I'd like to give it to Fred Warner if you approve, Jerem. Yeah. That dude has worked really hard, not just his entire career, but...
1: He's going to get a Rolex.
0: Specifically in this past week, yeah, he'll probably get a lot more than that. Big old fat NFL contract. He deserves it. He's worked hard to put himself in position to get drafted into the National Football League. boy Fred. What do we know about this BYU men's basketball team halfway through West Coast Conference play? That is our Twitter question today. Our elite tweet of the day from at BamBamsBarbecue. Settle down, you two. And it's not St. Mary's, by the way. It's St. Landale's. They, BYU, are an ankle sprain away from being the third best team in the conference. Oh, the, the Gales are the third best team from being third team in conference with an ankle sprain. That's right. I said conference. Wow. All right, Cam. Good stuff. If that's man. how you feel,
1: show's on demand on com. Another loss to St. Mary's!
0: <sighs> Audio podcast on iTunes and Google Play. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Teresa Spaulding Hampson. Beat the kangaroos already.